Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to discovering delectable dining? Find something that sizzles. A time-tested favorite. A feast for your eyes and palate. And a dining experience handled with care. In Vicksburg, the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys, our great listeners out there, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse. Tra- oh, no, 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 wait. we got to wait on them. we got to wait on them. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll come back to them. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. I've been looking at the College Corner Store website lately. You, may, you guys may have seen me tweeting out some of their links. Because I think they have some great products. And, they and they, again, we go back to the whole, they've got the logos you want. They have an incredible selection of the Script State, the M over S, the Walking Bull, and a lot of other stuff, too. So if you're not a big fan of the Banner M, and if you are, they have that great stuff, too. But if you're not, they got you covered. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. You can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, Starville's best Mexican restaurant. The, the, the fall weather is basically upon us, nice and cool outside. Great time to sit on their, their patio, which is maybe the best in town, and just have some great food. Have some chips and salsa, have some tacos that you can't get anywhere else, have a handcrafted margarita, or maybe a great local beer. So many good choices at, at Humble Taco. And it's, it, and it's a choice for everybody. They've got something on the menu that even the pickiest eater can enjoy. So head over there to University Drive and enjoy some great food. Mexican fare with Mississippi roots at Humble Taco. We're almost wrapping up. We've got one more week left in First Responders Month over at Firehouse Subs, which, of course, means that, you know, aside from doing some good stuff, you can get a great sandwich like their new Prime Rib Sub, which is fantastic. Prime rib, horseradish mayo, Swiss cheese. I'm sorry, it's provolone cheese. I mean, it's, it's, it's just good. It's a good sandwich. But the best part of it, like we said, is going to Firehouse Subs and giving back to your community, which you can do all month. Place your order. You buy a medallion up to $25, and that money goes to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation, provides life-saving grants for all the equipment, all the training that the different first responder organizations across the country are receiving $800,000 in this state alone, so millions of dollars worldwide, or nationwide, I guess I should say. So when you head to Firehouse Subs, not only are you getting a great lunch, you're making a great impact on your community. Locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus, Tupelo, Flowood, Madison, that's Firehouse Subs. Mississippi State 30, I'm sorry, that's not correct. You wish. I wish. Alabama 30, Mississippi State 6. Bulldogs do get in the end zone. It counts all the same, whether it's the first play or the last play. But, but, obviously some issues. Obviously some problems. Um, But, on the other hand, it's over. And now you can focus on the last few games of the season and a chance to have this really be a good year for the Bulldogs. So a lot to talk about. One man knows better than most. We'll ask him now. Mississippi, I'm sorry, Alabama 30, Mississippi State 6. Tell them, Falk. 
well, okay. not, 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 not quite down, but it's still not an excited well. Brian, there's been one common theme for the past 12, 13, 14 years that Nick Saban's been here in Mississippi State, has played Alabama every season. And there's a reason that when you come into the season, you say, well, that's a loss. Mm-hmm. It's not because, in my opinion, Mike Leach is your coach. It's not just because you run the air raid. It's not because Will Rogers is your quarterback. No, I think, Brian, it is because of exactly what Mike Leach said on Saturday night, that Mississippi State plays scared against Alabama. And all the things that I said as reasons that Mississippi State could possibly be losing to Alabama every year are contributors. But I would venture to say the – the highest percentage possible that you can have on something being a reason that you lose a, a game is based in the fact that Mississippi State has lost the game before they even step on the field. Because we've had this conversation every single year, and we blamed it on Dan Mullen. We blamed it on Nick Fitzgerald. We blamed it on uh, conservative play calling. We blamed it on this and that. We blamed it on stars and all that. But the reason that Mississippi State is struggling, struggling to compete with Alabama every single year while everybody else is scoring touchdowns and putting up big numbers is because they go into that ball game believing they're going to lose. I, I firmly believe that's the case. Players have admitted it. Mike Leach has even said it, that this team sees that helmet, they see that jersey, and they're scared. And I think that's what this all boils down to. I think Mississippi State is a different team against Alabama the last few years if they come into that ball game and say, you know what, we're just like Jet Johnson said last night, they bleed the same way that we did. And after halftime, I thought the defense adjusted to that. The offense never adjusted. Drop, pla- drop passes, missed assignments, missed blocks, uh, penalties, silly penalties, Mississippi State did not play like a team that felt like they could win that ball game. Um, and we're not going to sit here and blame Will Rogers. We're not going to blame Mike Leach for the loss, although I thought there were some decisions early in the game that were detrimental to Mississippi State staying in the game. I'm not going to blame Mike Leach for that. I, I can't blame Mike Leach for Mississippi State's issues 100%. And you can say, well, he's the coach. I get that, but – there's only so much that a coach can do for a player. You can teach them. You can try to instill a, a certain mentality into a player. But at the end of the day, those guys, they get between the lines. They catch the play from the, from the uh, coach on the sidelines, and the rest is up to them. And for Mississippi State, the wide receivers were not, uh, were not on top of their game. I didn't think Will Rogers was great. I didn't think the offensive line was great. Um, I was impressed with what they did run the football. But I'll tell you, I thought that the game plan coming in was very good. Spread out the defense, try to establish the run. This is what they should have done against Kentucky, by the way. Mm-hmm. I thought Mike Leach had a good game plan coming in. And there were a few play calls there, the third and short, and then fourth and short where you choose to pass the ball in two straight plays. I thought that was not a good decision, and Alabama scored a touchdown after it. But there were opportunities there for Mississippi State to stay in this game early. 
They did not execute. And that's the difference between Mississippi State 6 and Alabama 30. Because I thought the defense brought their game in the second half. I thought that was an excellent effort. And Alabama may have let up a little bit when the lead got out. That's fine. But the defense still played really hard in the second half. I didn't think it was there for the offense. And that's what it's going to continue to be. If Mississippi State comes into that ball game with that mindset, they will continue to lose 30-6, to 45-6, and things like that. So State's got to fix that mindset. They've got to get guys on this team that step up and become leaders. The two guys that Mike Leach said are leaders on this team are Buki Watson and Will Rogers. That's not enough. You have 85 players on this team. you got to have more than two guys. State's got to have somebody, some people, step up for the rest of the season. And um, I I can't be angry about this game. You can't be too upset about this game, considering this is exactly how most of us thought it would play out. But, um, you know, it is what it is. This is this is why coming to this ball game, Brian and I, neither one of us really had any hope because we knew this was coming. Well, you're absolutely correct. And, you know, Leach was, was very adamant about his team's attitude, which, I mean, we'll talk about that, but it, it, it really is a mental thing. And, 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 you know, if you go back a couple of decades, or not even a decade, just, you know, like seven, eight years, this was the truth for Mississippi State against LSU. State could never stay on the field with LSU. They would play Alabama really close, play, play good games against Alabama, but when they would play LSU, they'd lose by 30-plus every time. Somehow that, is, that, that script has flipped. Now State is competitive when they play LSU, and they can't stay on the field with Alabama. Now, I, and maybe Nick Saban is the common denominator there a little bit, but that's just where it is right now. So, good stuff. All right, let's jump in. Everything I'm about to say to you is the absolute truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. These are the things... That are true. Number one, that was a lot better than I thought it would be. It really was. State, had they been reasonably effective offensively, would have been in the game, the whole game. Defensively, I thought they played great. I'm going to say that they played great. They had a couple of breakdowns, but nobody plays perfect. You're playing Alabama. They just scored 49 points on Tennessee, who might be the best team in the country. Mm -hmm. And you only gave up 30. So 29 yards rushing. Which 29 was, yards rushing. They've had over 100 yards every game. A week after you got crushed on the, against the run, you made some adjustments, you found a way. I give them a ton of credit. I thought they played pretty well overall. It's just not enough. Yeah. It's just not enough. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Number two, you and I had this conversation last night on the ride home, but the Alabama game is like a colonoscopy. You schedule it. You dread it. You don't look forward to it. When it show, finally is the day for it, you go through the process. It sucks. It stinks. You don't want to do it. But then when you wake up, it's over. It lasts about four hours. Yeah. After it's done, you're you've, done. Got, you've gotten done with it. You're done. And you don't have to worry about it until you got to do it again. You know, and it's a yearly process for your health. But, it, you know, it sucks. It sucks. But that's what it is. It's just. Every year it's going to be like this for a while, you know, until Saban retires or until something changes with Leach. I'll bank on Saban retiring before something changes with Leach. Number three, I'm stealing this one, Robbie. This is from uh, our friend Rob Hadaway, who tweeted this last night to me. He's like, 
Mississippi State fans, you aren't mad that Mississippi State lost to Alabama. You're mad that Mississippi State lost to Kentucky. You're still mad about that. Yes. That's totally acceptable. State, If State had beaten Kentucky and played the exact same game, everything went exactly the same as it went last night, but they had beaten Kentucky and they were 6-2 and two right now, everybody would be sunshine and rainbows. Mm-hmm. But because they lost to Kentucky and they lost them in the fashion that they did and they refused to run the football in that game and then they run it against Alabama, you're mad. That's what you're mad about. Everybody's like, we got to do this against Alabama. We got to do that against. You don't care about beating Alabama. I mean, you'd like to, but it's about beating Kentucky. It's about you lost a game you shouldn't have lost. That's that's what you're mad about. You're not you're not upset about this Alabama game, you know. So I, I give state credit in that they didn't let Kentucky beat them twice. They just lost because they were not as good. This isn't a game where they just looked hungover the whole game. I like I said I thought from an effort standpoint, for the most part, I was okay. Yeah, especially defensively. It it just it, like I said, it just looked like State was was scared. Yeah, it just looked like they were absolutely intimidated by uh, Alabama, and that's basically what it boiled down to. But the, you know, this is what we've seen from Mississippi State. It's just like I said, we've seen this same game from Mississippi State so many times. Mm-hmm. Those Dan Mullen teams, you know, they would do absolutely nothing on offense, but the defense would give yeah, them chances yeah. time and time again. Yeah, Joe Moorhead's team in 2018. Last night felt a lot like 2018. Yeah, just felt a lot no, like they finally got in the end zone. That was I, it. And, and I, know, I know that, like I said, I know Bama probably let up a little bit, and that, that they had a big lead. Mm-hmm. But State dominated that second half defensively. Bryce Young could not perform like he did in the first half. They got half. pressure on him? Got pressure. Yeah. They they caused negative plays. I mean, three yards rushing against Alabama in the second half, I don't care if it was the second team in the game. That's impressive. But to do it against a team that's got Jameer Gibbs, one of the most gifted backs in the league back there, I mean, you held him to 30-something yards rushing, I think. I, I can't remember exactly yeah. his total, but they averaged one yard a rush. Yeah. I mean, that that's I told you last night, that's very similar to what they did against Georgia a couple years ago. Um so mm-hmm. I mean I I can't say enough about the defensive effort. Now you need that to carry over and the offense has to be better. Right. All right, where are we? Number uh four. This is gonna make some of y'all mad. But what can Mike Leach do in some situations? Yeah. We talked about this again last night. We, on the ride home, Robbie and I had, I had a lot of this conversation already. Fourth and three from inside the Bama 30. You call a pass play. Rodgers throws the ball. It hits Wally, what, in the hands, in the chest, wherever, and he drops it. What can Leach do? All right. First off, you can say, well, you got to coach him better. I have to assume that because Jaden Wally got the start for the first time this year, that he had a good week of practice. He was catching things in practice. So you feel good about that. You make the right call. You've got the matchup you want. You're going to get the first down if you just catch the ball. What can Leach do there? That's not coaching. Mm-mm. Now, you can argue the decision to go for it, but here's the truth. You're not beating Alabama with field goals. I don't have a problem being aggressive. I don't. I didn't have a problem with the third and one and the fourth and one from the thirty. I didn't because if you, I just, I had a problem with the uh, the play calling. Yeah, but even then, I, somebody said that you could tell Lee, Will checks into a pass. That goes back to what we've talked about in the past. Sometimes Lee just has to say, "Don't check out, just run it. We'll take a chance. Surely we can get six inches." I didn't have you know uh, third quarter. 
we throw up a ball, Tulu Griffin's right there, the ball comes off of him and he drops it. What can Leach do? He called the right play. Rodgers made the right throw. I guess Rodgers deserves some of this too. Rodgers makes the good the throw, and it's just not caught. At some point, you know, there are a lot of things to blame Mike Leach for. He's the head coach. The buck stops with him. He's the one making $5.5 million a year. But in some situations, people get mad. And I'm like, Mike Leach literally, unless he was going to go out there and hand Jaden Wally the ball, what could he have done? Yeah. You know, so sometimes, you, you you know, I'm not saying, you know, I want to come on here and just bash the players. I don't want to talk about dinosaurs or anything like that, which I think Robbie will agree with me may have been the, that's oh my God. the single weirdest press conference moment I can remember since maybe Joe Moorhead's uh, kick rocks and pound sand. And even then it was weirder. I'm not going to comment about press conferences. People got upset about the last week. Oh, I know. That's... Oh, that's true. But regardless of this, sometimes Leach makes is making the right calls, and it's just not working out. State had nine or ten drops last night. Yeah, e- easily nine or ten at least. You know, and I'm talking about some at least one touchdown, a couple of fourth down conversions, a couple other plays that would have you know moved the chains. I don't just, understand the why plays. the. I don't understand why. There's that much different on the road, and I tried. I, mean, I just, asked Austin Williams about that last night, and he didn't really have a great answer, which I don't expect him to. But I don't know what it is. But the good news is three of the next four are at home. Yeah, the you bad know, news is the game. The one is you the most really want to win is on the road. Luckily, that's against the worst defense you're going to face in this group, other yeah. than the FCS. Other than the East Tennessee. Yeah. Well, I'm not counting. I'm worried about that. So, yeah, you know, Leach deserves a lot of blame. When you're the head coach, that's how it goes. But there are sometimes y'all are out there screaming at me in the mentions about what is he doing and and what do you want Leach to do there? Yeah. What, on fourth and three, when you throw the ball to Jaden Wally and he doesn't catch it, what do you want him to do? In all these games, there's blame to go around. It's right. not so it's, it's not, not so all cut on, and dry. Yeah, I mean, there's no. states not doing no. a lot of things right. I agree. Number five, you cannot stop running the football. No. All right, State went to a point where they were running the ball successfully to from the middle of the second quarter into the third quarter, they threw it 18 straight plays. You can't do that. You can't do it. And, and then in the postgame, he was asked about that, and he said, well, they were giving it to us early, but then they took it away. Take it back. Figure it out. Get a little tighter. Bring in a second back as a blocker. Bring in a second offense. Bring in, do something. But you can't just say, well, we can't run anymore. Especially when you're running relatively successfully. You and I talked about this last night. Playing Alabama is about suffering. It's painful. You're not going to get, State just doesn't get big plays on Alabama. They just don't, especially in the running game. You're going to get four or five yards. You're not going to break a 30, 40, 50 yard run on them. And they were having success running the football. They were. And they just completely got away. And that's when the game kind of spiraled out of control. Yeah. Was their inability to just run the football. And that, you know, in the first two possessions, I think. Maybe no, it was, it was the first three because the first possession they were three and out. The first three possessions they exceeded the amount of rushes they had all game against Kentucky, and they had rushed for ten for twenty two I think against Kentucky, and at one point they were like thirteen for forty something. I mean that's that's what you got to do. You got to keep you got to you. You, you have can, to res- you have to embrace the grind. State can come out and throw it fifty times against East Tennessee State. Mm-hmm. They can't do that against hardly sixty, any, 60 times last night. They can't hardly do that against anybody else mm-hmm. in the SEC. Yeah, that that's the unless only thing. they're running eighty plays and they yeah. got thirty rushes in there. Yeah, and you know, 
I would have liked to have seen the offense if Dylan Johnson was in there and healthy. Might have been different. Because Jaquavius Marks went down with a broken nose or something. He got hit in the nose. He got face masked. And, and we'll talk about that in a second. And it broke they broke his nose. Tough guy though. Tough guy. And kid. then remember um Arizona game, I mm-hmm. think he got his helmet turned completely mm-hmm. around yeah. and fumbled the football, of yeah. course, because his helmet's he's looking at the back of his helmet. Yeah. It's a natural human response to say, oh, crap, when right. that happens. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah. All right. You got you to gotta run the football. This offense works. On, it, it only is going to be as effective as it can be when you run the football successfully. Yeah. You, gotta, you, you cannot say they took it away. You can't. You just got, at some point, you just have to say, we're going to do something a little different. Like, we're going to bring in Antonio Harmon to play on, 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 the, on the edge there and let him block. And we're going to bring in two backs. Or shoot, bring in a, just bring in another offensive lineman yeah. as an up back or do something. something. Do something. I don't, I don't want to hear I can't when you're – This and I said this a lot with Moorhead, right? It's like I don't want to hear I can't when you're the head coach. Yeah. You're the head coach. Make a decision. Tell your offensive guys, look, we're going to do something different real quick. Go tell one of your linemen to go in and they're going to, they're going to line up a tight end and we're going, to, we're going to run the football. You can do that. You don't have to just sit there and run four wide the whole game. You don't. You're the head coach. You can do whatever you want. What was really frustrating was on that drive, which I thought was the back-breaking drive, when they, I think they ran the ball and, and set up third and inches. Yeah, and they, third and inches, fourth and inches, they threw it. Twice. I mean, you're telling me you can't get you got to you got to run the ball there one yard. You got to run the two plays. You got to run the ball. I like I said, I don't, I didn't have a problem going forward on fourth down because you're talking about that's also on your side of the field. It was on the thirty. Yes. I don't have a problem going for it there. I don't. I don't mind the aggressiveness. It's six inches. Play calls got to be better. Play calls got to be better. Yep. Number six, State's inability to be competitive with Alabama. That's something I will put 100% on Mike Leach. I'm not going to put it on talent because Alabama's more talented than everybody. Alabama's more talented than Tennessee. Alabama's more talented than Ole Miss and Arkansas and Texas A&M. But these teams are competitive. They stay in the game. They score points on Alabama. So who else can I blame it on? Well, it goes back to what I said. It's just the players not making plays. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I can't blame it a hundred percent on Mike Leach. I, well, then we're gonna have to disagree. I mean, well, you just said a while ago. What else is Mike Leach no, supposed no, to do? I, I'm, not, I'm not saying. In, I'm not talking in situations. There are situations where you're like, what can Mike Leach do? But the overriding thing that State in three years now has scored sixteen well, they could points. Be, they could be better with a more dynamic offense. I agree with that. Right. But yesterday, I mean, you had three possessions with thirteen plus plays. Four. And you can't make a play. Tulu Griffin drops a touchdown. They had four drives of thirteen or more plays that got that netted six points. If Tulu Griffin, if the defense play, let's just play hypothetical. And I know every everything could change in a butterfly effect. Right. But if the defense plays like it did, and Will Rogers hits that touchdown pass to Tulu Griffin, Xavier Thomas holds on to the football, doesn't muff the football. Hmm. Jaden Wally doesn't drop the pass. I right. mean, we're talking about. Let's see. That is that's three. They plays. had they had a touchdown after the drive where Jaden Wally dropped the pass. Mm-hmm. They had a, a three points after the muff punt. They I think they could kick the field goal after the drop uh, touchdown by Tula Griffin. Yeah, that's a lot of points by Alabama, and that's a lot of points left on the field at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. I can't blame Mike Leach for that stuff. It's the same thing at LSU. I. I can't blame Mike Leach for all the drop passes they had there. I, I don't blame him for the results of the, of the game as much as I, I blame him for the inability to be competitive with this team. But that's what I'm saying. If they make those plays, 
we're talking completely differently about this game. I get that, but at I'm, the same time, it's his, he 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 deserves blame for mm-hmm. that. Absolutely. But you saying 100% on Mike Leach, I disagree with that. Well, We've seen this, this same the thing team, with three though, straight coaches. This is the only team that he's not competitive with. Okay, but but, but we've seen this it's with also, three coaches now. Dan Mullen. State is the only – even Mullen was competitive. One year. No. The offense was they competitive lost, one year. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not even talking Two about years it. and nine times. Two years. I just felt like they were in the game, though. Twice offensively. No. Twice. 13, they lost by 10. I don't know. What did they do in offense? Look up oh, the they score. were terrible. They lost 17-7. Exactly. He is an offensive coach, just like Mike Leach. But is. I didn't feel like they were just overwhelmed. I, I never felt like Mississippi State was going to score in those games. I just never and felt. If they did, it was field goals. I just never felt. I like disagree with that. Well, well, you can disagree. It's fine. We, that's that was the whole. Did you listen to anything I said? I listened the whole, to everything you said, and well, I agree with a lot of it. But what Mississippi I'm saying State, is, the overriding the, big picture is that Mike Leach can't compete with Alabama. The overriding big picture is Mississippi State cannot compete with Alabama. They've had three offensive coaches. The first one had two games where they were able to score more than once or twice touchdowns. Mm-hmm. The next one did not score his first time, scored one touchdown the second time. Another offensive genius. Well, this one is doing the same I thing. So we I have three coaches that's a, now. It's a, a misnomer. Okay, so we have three offensive coaches, mm-hmm. and we're blaming all three coaches when in reality it's the overriding theme is not Mike Leach. Mm-hmm. It's Mississippi State's offense. It's Mississippi State's execution is not there. I, I can blame the coach I'm, to a I'm, point, I'm, but I'm, I'm not going to say it's 100% on the coach. I just Mississippi at, State's having the same Leach results and every the way year. that he coaches and the way that – like, you, we talked about this today. You know, uh, Alabama on the last drive, they're winning the game. There's, there's 30 seconds left. They get a pass interference. Nick Saban loses his mind. Absolute loses his mind. State gets blown out, and Leach comes into the press conference. He's talking to us about dinosaurs. No, no, I, I agree. That's why I said he is absolutely part of the blame. I think, I, but I'm not going to say I, it's on him. I put when it on everybody's him. every coach that's him. been here is doing the same thing. I put it on Leach. I, I, you, if you want to put it on Mullen and put it on Moore, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, it's it's a little bit of a contradiction on your part well, we to said, say while ago we said that earlier you, that, or we said last night we're talking about Mullen. Like, what what was the conversation we had? We said if you want to beat Alabama, you got to have a coach and a quarterback without fear. Yes. All right. State had that with Dak. No fear. But the coach had fear. Yeah. Conservative like, play calling. I feel like Mike Leach has fear. But I, well, yeah. I mean, hey, Mike Leach is talking about his players being afraid. I think Mike Leach is afraid. I don't think, I don't think that as much, as then much do as he's something. I don't think it's his, he's afraid. Do I think that's his then. thing. That's well, then, his thing. Well, I then mean, that's just, that's just poor coaching. I, look, I'm, I'm on board with you saying that he's part to blame. Mm hmm. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But there's things last night, a lot of things that happened that Mississippi I, State – let me talk. Okay. A lot of things that happened for Mississippi State last night, I'm not putting the blame on Mike Leach. Okay. That's lack of execution. That's mental toughness. And the, some of that can be coached, I guess. Some of it can't be coached. Some of it is players deciding, we're going to go out here and we're going to beat this team into the ground. I don't care if I'm a three-star and they're a five-star. I believe that I can go into Bryant-Denny and beat this team. They've given up 40-plus points twice in the last three weeks. Well, I guess not twice in the last three weeks, but they're averaging 30-something points a game surrendered in the last three weeks. Mm -hmm. You have to have the belief that you can go in there and make a play, and the wide receivers didn't have that belief. 
Will Rogers didn't always have that belief, I didn't think. I, I didn't believe, think they played well enough. I think play to play, you're right. That the, You can't blame Leach for every play. But overall, I don't think Mike Leach gets his teams ready to play Alabama. I just thought that the opportunities were there for Mississippi State early. They should have taken advantage. They had a window of opportunity to make make plays, and they didn't do it. I agree. It's exactly what you said. I agree. It's exactly what you said. Whenever you throw the pass to Jaden Wally, that's not Mike Leach's. That, you're right. On that play, job. that's not Mike Leach's fault. He called I'm just the play. That overall, Mike Leach doesn't get his teams ready to play Alabama. I I just I, think I that the player there there's a there's part of the rope that the players have to pull too. I agree with that. And like I, I'm willing to, we we heard last night last week like. I'm willing to criticize Mike Leach when he deserves it, mm-hmm. and he deserves part of the blame here. But I just, I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon of everything is Leach's I just fault see, here. I just see this. I see an SEC West where literally every other program can compete with Alabama except for Mississippi State. No, I, I agree with that. That's why I say at so, the beginning so of the, I got to put the blame on the head guy there. I, I, I don't I mean, think either one of us is going to change that's, that's, the that's other's fine. mind. We're just we're, we're talking in I circles mean, here. I've, I've is, made my point Alabama's about this. more talented than Ole Miss. They're more talented than Texas A&M. They're more talented than Arkansas. They're more talented than Auburn. They're more talented than, uh, who am I leaving, at LSU. But those teams find a way to be competitive. Those players execute at a much higher level than Mississippi State does in this game. The state does not execute. They don't, they don't do their job. The players don't do their job. There, there were plays to be made last night, Brian. I, I agree with that, but I just I can't there, I can't get behind the idea that all of these other coaches State should have had out a way at least to at least points. put the ball in the end zone a few times, and Mike Leach can't. What do you What are you supposed to do? Did you see the ball hit Tula Griffin in the hands? I get that, but I'm just saying that's that, one. That's play. Mississippi State. That's, that's in your play. mind. That is in your mind when you go on the, when Ole, you go on the field. I'm going to screw Ole Miss up. to score three touchdowns against them last year. But if I go back, Ole how Miss many, has beaten them before. They have a belief in their head. We can beat that Alabama. Was eight years ago, these guys, those guys were ten. 2014 and 2015, they went to Alabama and beat Alabama. And since that time, they have had games. It didn't matter if they were 10 at that point. The current players since that time they've scored. They've scored points against Alabama. Yeah, they've seen guys score points. Mississippi State has seen 45 to six, 62 to seven, all that for the last 10 years. Ole Miss has took three of the worst ass weapons of all time from Alabama in a row. And then Kiffin shows and they, up, and they, they, they lost by 15 and 21. And they've put points. They scored seven points. But they've seen, they've seen teams score. I, I, you're, acting like this, you're acting like this was 30 years ago. It was three times in the middle of their right, worst season. They beat, they beat Alabama. I don't care. You're acting like, you're acting like this was Why like. Why are you so angry? Because you're making terrible points on this. They've seen. This is an era where you can go back on YouTube and watch. Ole Miss versus Alabama in 2014. This isn't black and white film. Can I go back to 1980 and see Mississippi State beat Alabama? I can go back and see Chad Kelly and yeah, Bo Wallace I, I get that. win that game. I get that. That's a well-known but game. It was seven years you, ago. Do you not remember when you were 10 years old watching football? Yeah. You don't remember anything from then? I remember. You don't think any of these guys have seen that before? What difference does it make what you saw when you were 10? You said that that was 10 years ago, so nobody should understand what happened. Well, like, they saying, shouldn't like, believe that. Do you, do you really think that Lane Kiffin's like, hey, guys, we beat, you know, when I wasn't the coach here, I was the coach at Alabama, actually, when, we, when Ole Miss beat them. So that's going to help us win today? 
Well, they have a belief we can beat Alabama. They don't have a belief they can beat Alabama. You, you played football. You know how that works. How what? is the phone ringing? Where's the phone? Oh, my God. This is, this is a, a nightmare. Dumpster fire. All right. Back to my point. Mike Leach deserves blame. 100%. Alabama 66, Ole Miss 3. 2018, uh, Alabama, where is it? Yes, with Matt Luke as the head coach. Alabama, where is Ole Miss? There it is. 62-7. I remember. 2019, 59. They did get 31, thanks to John Rice. And his, so, two, so two years, they did, they scored seven or three points? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, prior to... Prior Mississippi to, State, Mississippi okay. State played one good game against prior Alabama to 2014, in 2017. Prior to 2014, let's get the the, the five years prior. Well, now to, you got to go all the no, way no, back no, because they beat them in 2014. So let's talk about how they had belief coming off of. Let's see here, 23-10 Alabama, 52-7 Alabama, and uh, let's see, it was 2012, 33-14 Alabama. 2013, 25 nothing Alabama. They got shut out the year before they beat them. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it matters to Mississippi State. So team, why does it matter to Mississippi State struggled. and not the other schools? Team, it does matter against other teams. Teams in the SEC, I can pick a team that struggles with – I can pick every single team in the SEC has a team that they got their number. And unfortunately for Mississippi State, it happens to be Alabama, and they can't figure out a way to fix it. I've, I've seen it. this it's, in my entire life. I've seen schools that can't. They can't get can't, in the end zone. They did I know. It's a, it is a struggle. It absolutely is a struggle. And so you're telling me that's Mike Leach's fault that for 13 years no. they haven't been able to get in the end zone. No, I'm not talking about the last 13. I'm talking about right now, the last three seasons. I'm talking about the last, I'm sorry, these two, these two years where everybody else in the conference is competitive against Alabama Completely except agree. for Mississippi State. Why, what, what, why didn't Joe Moorhead get in the end zone but one time? Moorhead is why not did, a good football coach. What about Dan Mullen? Mullen got into the end zone a few times. He scored twice t- in no. nine years. He had two good games. He scored a touchdown in almost every game. A t- no, no, he did All not. Right, hold on. Okay, I'm going to throw it. Oh, three, oh, so oh, here, oh, here's seven points in 2013. I told you, here's, tw- here's seven points in 2013. They scored seven. Yeah, there you go. They scored seven. They wow, scored seven. One, one touchdown. That's oh, more yeah. than Leach had prior to Move the on. final play of last Move on. night. You're reaching on this. Then he goes to 20. They had a terrible game in, in fifteen. They didn't score a touchdown. Yeah, what what was the what was the I mean, outcome you, of that game? They lost thirty one to six. What do you want from Dak? Okay, so I thought. And then seventeen, they scored twenty. The only competitive game we've had against Alabama is in twenty seventeen. Mullins last two game. games, two games out of nine times. That's fine. Yeah, I don't have a problem blaming Mullen for the way they played against Alabama. So the common theme here is you're blaming the coach, three yeah. different coaches. Well, I'll blame Moorhead for everything. But Moorhead's not a good coach. I mean, that's an easy blame. So right there. the next guy that comes on when he if he's he not competitive with, against Alabama, yeah, go you're not going to say it's a Mississippi State problem. You're going to say it's just the head coach. If ever Mississippi State is the head coach, what? Like who? Who else is in charge of making the decisions? Am I going to blame the athletic director? Blame the fans? Who am I supposed to blame? It's a culture Everybody problem. Everybody else in the conference is competitive with them. It's a them. culture problem. We, whenever Mississippi State plays Alabama, Mike Leach leaves. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that you will say, "I'm going to pick Alabama, thirty-eight to ten. I might, 
But it doesn't matter. <laughs> Literally everybody else in the conference is competitive with this team. I know. They just That's lost a Mississippi last... State problem. Mississippi State and uh, Mike I'm not, Leach. I'm not buying that. I know you're not. You're not going to change your mind. We've wasted 15 minutes arguing about this. You've just been yelling at me this whole time. You won't listen. I don't have to listen. I'm you right. won't listen at any point. You're blaming Mike Leach and then turning back around and saying, Mississippi State's the only one that can't compete with them for the last 15 because years. Because I... Be- no, no, not the last fifteen years. There's, just there's been, there's been just, thir- just well, thirteen. Just no, thirteen. I mean, Alabama, Arkansas hasn't beaten them in six, longer time than Mississippi State. So is that a is that a uh, Sam Pittman problem? No, that's been a talent issue for the most part. But last year they lost by seven, and this they're year, almost the same roster that Mississippi State has. No, they weren't for for a stretch there. They it was not that far off. It was Mississippi State there. was not that much more talented than Arkansas. But the last two years, Arkansas has lost by seven, and I think they lost by twenty something this year. But they had twenty three points on the board. So they're competitive. The in game was part, a five. It was a five-point game in the third quarter. I'm I'm not disagreeing. State with can't that. get to that point. I'm not disagreeing with that, and I'm I'm not. I think that in part it is Mississippi State's offense. It's not a dynamic offense. It is that is absolutely which is a issue. Mike Leach decision. What are you are you just not going to listen to what I've said? I've been listening to you for the last fifteen minutes. I don't what did, what did I say? You said it's, what was the point I was making? The point is Mississippi State's offense doesn't play well in Alabama. What they want to do defensively. In that Mike Leach is part of the problem, but it's also a a belief problem within the program that they just don't believe they can win this game. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I, what 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 have what have you and honestly, I been talking about all honestly, week? Part of a coach's job is to instill some belief. All right. Yeah, do and you, then and then think, what do you do when you've completely changed what you've said last no, night to now? No, I have last not. night you started talking about oh. You know, there's only so much Mike Leach can do. It's there is like, only so much you can do play so it's, to play. But no, no, no. Overall, when you in when the whistle blows, it's up to those players to execute what they've been given. I don't believe they didn't the, execute. I don't believe the players have been given enough in some in this circumstance. And that may be true, but I'm not going to say 100. percent This is Mike Leach's well, fault. Fine. All right, I'm moving on. Please I'm do. Kind of being yelled at. Please do. Goodness gracious, I've had enough. There's the door. Get out! You can't make me do that. Where, I need, I need somebody bring a uh, barbershop window in here and uh, and produce a barber beefcake, please. I need, I need them. My time. legs are longer. I could, I could swiftly. You're kick more you in of Shawn Michaels anyway, to be totally honest with you. You're so, Marty, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Number seven. Gosh, that's painful. <laughs> Number seven. We are 32 <laughs> uh, games into Mike Leach's tenure. If I did the math right, there's not one time you can say, "Well, the defense lost that game." No, not, not one time. You couldn't find me one game. We we can talk about well they almost they gave up almost five hundred yards in this game. Okay, did they? I mean, there's not one time. I, I so, can't I can't point to a single game and say you know if the defense would have been better in this game, state would have won. Right. Arkansas maybe last year. Mm-hmm. I mean they gave up thirty one points in that game. Couldn't get off the field late, yeah. but I mean a lot of that was so, the referee problem. My but. my first look looking at Washington State in 2012, which is his first year there, right? When they played UCLA in game, uh, this is game ten, they lost 44 to 36. So eight nine games into his tenure at at, at Washington State, you could point to a game where like, eh, defense lost that game for him. Yeah, you know when you go to Texas Tech, let's go back to that. It's weird having this discussion and you're not yelling at me. I'm letting you talk. <laughs> uh, Texas Tech, they lost. Well, his first year wasn't terrible. Maybe the bowl game, they lost forty to twenty-seven. 
So you can say, yeah, defense lost that game, right? So in his first year in both schools, you could point to a game where you're like, yeah, defense lost that game. Hasn't happened to Mississippi State. Now, State's had some games where they gave up 40-plus points, but usually in those games, the offense is sitting on like 10 or less. I mean, two years ago, they lost to Alabama 41-0. Yeah, 41 sucks, but you had nothing. You can't, you can't say that you lost because of the defense. Right. You know, the Egg Bowl last year, a lot of people were like, oh, the defense. You had six points with eight minutes to go. You can't say anything. So, and the, and, that's, the, and he held them to like what ten points to the yeah. half. That's the most frustrating thing about Leach overall is that you've hired this supposed offensive head coach, and you're still losing games offensively. I mean, they had two they had less than three hundred yards. They've had back to back games now less than three hundred yards. That's I absolutely mean, a point that I agree. with. I guarantee that we would have to go back to Croom to find that. Yeah, that that's a point I agree with, and. Back to a little bit of my point, like the last three coaches, they would have those games. Like you hired an offensive coach, mm-hmm. and you have these these games where you can come out completely lost on offense mm-hmm. or completely ineffective, and that shouldn't be the case. This should be an offense that is exciting across the board. Mm-hmm. And the you know to your point on it being on leech with the offense, when Mississippi State has to play almost perfect football. To it's be successful, so frustrating. That's not that's not a good recipe for success because nobody can do it. Nobody plays perfect. Alabama makes mistakes. So that Georgia I mean, makes mistakes, and that that I will agree with you on. Like State's offense leaves very little room for error against good teams, against and talented. They teams. are better. There was a time like his first year, especially if on first down, if you ended up like second and eight or second and or God forbid second and twelve, yeah, the drive was over. Yeah. You're like, go ahead and punt. They've gotten better. Now they've gotten better. Like last night, they converted a couple of third I thought and they moved the ball well. I, yeah. That's that's probably as well as they've moved the ball in years offensively uh, against, against Alabama. Bama. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, the, the, the numbers weren't super. Well, I mean, if they finished those four long drives, add another 70 yards of offense, and you're now you're sitting at close to 400 yards. Yeah. So there, there wasn't any explosive plays, but I thought like the game plan was good, mm-hmm. and I thought they actually moved the right. chains. They, yeah. they converted fourth downs. Yeah. It's just that, and again, I don't have an issue with the aggression either. I just don't. No, but like whenever you have like one-on-one coverage, and you're relying on fitting the ball through a tight window, uh, your your wide receiver has to make a great catch in tight coverage against five-star athletes. It's very difficult. Like this offense is supposed to be about getting the ball in open space. Never happens, and it's like especially against really talented teams. Mm -hmm. I, there's just not a whole lot of You're these wide to open find receivers. these mismatches, and I don't see them. I don't see them. And mismatches. you had, you know, Bryce Young stay in the pocket for ten seconds. Literally, you have no rush. That was thinking, literally ten seconds. When, when I when I see two people coming after him mm-hmm. and getting blocked, I'm like, okay, well, everybody's covered. And then he throws the ball fifty yards down the field, and there's a guy standing there waiting for the you ball to get there. You can't cover people ten seconds. Somebody is going to get open. I mean, that's just. I just. Silly. I wish that could happen for Mississippi State. Yeah. And oh it, yeah, it would it be doesn't. nice. It doesn't ever happen. Number eight, a little positivity after all this, this, this avalanche we just had of negativity. Uh, last night somehow made me feel better about State's chances against Georgia and Ole Miss. Now, part of the Ole Miss thing is watching them play LSU and getting exposed a little bit. But if State can play defensively the way they played against Alabama, against Georgia and Ole Miss, they'll, they'll be, they, can, they can beat Ole Miss and they can be in the game against Georgia. Yeah, I agree. The fact that it's at home against Georgia's big. And I, I'm not going to talk myself into State winning no, that game. No, no, no. But I think that that game can be competitive. I think State should expect to be competitive in that game. 
because um, I mean I, I I don't think Bama and Georgia are that far off. I think they're very similar in a lot of ways. Um, so I mean, I, State should be at the point where they're competitive in that ball game, and then we'll see on Ole Miss. I mean, you've got to have a completely different look going on the road than you've had the last three games on the road. State's got to find a way to to uh, buckle up and play a lot better on the road and have a different kind of mentality. Because if you come in with that same mentality, it's another loss. And right now you're sitting there one and three mm. or whatever it is on the road. State's got to be better than that. If you want to get to eight wins, if you want to have an opportunity to have a uh, a nice warm bowl game and, and get the Egg Bowl trophy back for the first time under Mike Leach, mm-hmm. something's got to happen in that locker room. And I, I think that this – this bye week is huge for State because, first of all, you have a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. State has a chance here in the back half. That's what mentally you need yes. a break. State has a chance here to do some big things. Yeah, and the, like everything's in front of them here. Like you and 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 they have a chance to be a stronger team going into these last four games because you got Quinston Sharp's going to be pretty well rested. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Dylan Johnson's back. Jaden Crumedy's close. Yeah. Your defensive line's going to get better. I mean, you got to feel like this team, even after last night, as demoralizing as it was to be held scoreless into the last second, mm-hmm. you're still right there. This is exactly where we projected this team to be. This is one of those. Well, we're gonna talk about that in a second. But this is one of those things where people forget the bowl game. Like, if State wins, goes three and one, and they're eight and four, and they win the Egg Bowl, and they win the bowl game, nobody's gonna remember how they felt today on October 23rd. No, you're gonna be like, wow, that's a good team. They probably finish in the top 15. Yeah. So everything's still in front. Uh, number nine, Alabama is the most penalized team in the SEC, and my colleague Robbie Falk called it. They would have three penalties. Hey, Birmingham, can we make it a little less obvious? Look, I understand. It's, it's not, I know you're you not can't gonna, even. I know you're not going to give them. I know you're going to get the calls. I know. I know. But we can make it a little less obvious, can't you we? You can't even hide it anymore. Yeah. Like. It, it was on. so predictable. How many pictures were you going through last night where you were like, look at this hold? Yeah. Yeah, th- thank you to Mansell Gary, who was taking our pictures. I, I was going through those pictures last night to put them in the system, and every Mississippi State defensive pitcher I saw, a guy had his arm wrapped around a defensive lineman or a linebacker. You can't tell me that not once in that ball game. And this was this has always been kind of a running joke, but now it's not a it's not a joke anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the the holding penalties, the lack thereof for Alabama is just it's unbelievable. And you go from this team is like you said. I mean, this is a a heavily penalized team this year. Mm-hmm. Seventeen penalties, I think, it was a school record last week. They had three. Two of them came in the last drive. They had a false start or offsides penalty or something like in the first quarter. Did not have a penalty the rest of the game until the final drive. Like, and I'm not blaming the game on the officials. It's no state lost that game no matter what, and state had some stupid penalties too. But the, I mean, the rough in the passer and how obvious was that they talked about that in in the off week or yeah. uh, I guess the not an off week but the week after the Tennessee game. Because those penalties should have been called last week on Tennessee, if we're being honest. If if we're going to call that penalty, Tennessee had five or six of those on mm-hmm. Bryce Young. Yeah, and one one of them with Jordan Davis was just laughable. I mean, he was almost like trying to just like give him a hug after the after the play, and they called roughing the passer. Yeah. So uh, I mean, it's just laughable, and they don't they don't need that kind of aid. 
Right. They didn't need that. The game could be zero penalties to zero, and State still loses by three touchdowns. So uh, it's just, it's not even, like I said, it's not even really funny or anything to really complain about anymore because you know it's coming. Right. I mean, you you have a built-in, like, you, you know coming in the ballgame you're going to have six or seven more penalties than Alabama. Mm-hmm. And I, I would I would imagine State had 60 more yards worth of penalties mm-hmm. than Alabama did. Oh, it's more than that. One of those one of those uh, possessions, they had like a 50 yards worth of penalties before they scored a touchdown. Yes. Yeah, that, that was the uh, – there was there was a penalty called on four straight plays. Yep, they had they declined the, one, but they had two on on the same play. The play with Jordan Davis called for roughing, right? And then they had like an offsides, and they had a target. eighty more yards and penalties. Ten for a hundred for Mississippi State, three for twenty, and fifteen of that came on the second to last play of the game, right? The two play. penalties in the last, in the last three drive. plays. Yeah, so crazy. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I'm not blaming the officials or anything, but. Guys, make it a little less obvious what you're doing out there. You know, just this, just sprinkle in a holding call on Alabama every now and then wouldn't hurt. Number ten, special teams are falling off kind of fast here. That's three of the last four games where you've missed a field goal, and now you have a second straight week with a bad, a really bad punt. Not, I mean, a bad punt is like a thirty-yard punt. A sixteen-yard punt and a four-yard punt are a disaster. And now Zamion Thomas has fumbled a, a, a return. So that's two fumbled returns this year. Yeah, it's starting to get sloppy. It's starting to get sloppy. That's 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 not good. And there you can't you can't give away anything in the special I mean, again, Alabama three of their points came on that the, the uh, muff punt. Yeah, the muff punt. I don't remember what happened after the punt from Archer. They didn't score. They didn't it was score in the second half, right? And then the four four yard punt last week. That's kind of weird. It's kind of weird how it hasn't usually, worked out. But. Usually that kills Mississippi State. And yeah. then miss field goal. Right. Just stop. Just just stop with the field goals. Just, I, I just go for it. I know that they've got some kid coming in next year who's supposed to be a pretty good kicker. But my God, I can't understand how Mississippi State has to be the worst kicking team in the. I mean, they got to be up there. I don't know how it is either. I mean, these guys are talented. I don't, Biscardi I, was a Groza Award finalist last year, and can't hit from forty four. Uh uh-uh. uh you know. And like I said, I mean, Raybon hits from fifty three, but can't hit from thirty nine. Fourth and ten, like I, I'd probably consider it. That's, it I be, think that's part of the reason Leach is going for. He's like, I just don't have any faith in the kickers. I mean, if you you're probably going to miss the field goal anyway, yeah. so you're, they're going to get the ball at that same spot. The, 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 there's a higher probability that Rodgers will complete a pass than you'll make yeah. a field goal at this point. And I think you'll, you're going to see that. That's why we saw so many fourth down conversions on yeah. Saturday night. I agree. Number 11, and you mentioned this a minute ago, unless you're just like a pie-in-the-sky maroon glasses person, chances are your preseason prediction for this season is still intact. Mine is. Yeah. I'm exactly right on the money. I had them losing to LSU, Kentucky, and Alabama. We both did. And then I have them finish at eight and four with a strong three and one close. Now you have them seven and five. And I said that I think I'm going to change my prediction. And, and honestly, what I've seen to this point, I think state I think state can win the game, but right now it'll, it'll, at Oxford, I would take Ole Miss, right? I would think they're going to be favored. Mm-hmm. But regardless of that, chances are everybody is hooting and hollering and everything else. And this team is exactly where you thought it would be from wins and losses. Now, granted, they haven't looked good on the road. They haven't. The offense doesn't look as, as good as you want it to do. Rodgers, he's off of last year's pace for sure. But 
from a wins and losses standpoint, I think everybody is about like where they thought they were going to be, unless you're just like unrealistic. Yeah. And you can be unrealistic. There are unrealistic people on both sides. There are the unrealistic Leach sucks and he's got to be fired today if we want to salvage everything. But you also have your unrealistic he's going to win 10, 11 games every year. Right. And then you have some people who just, depending on the week, they change between those two personalities. Yeah. Heisman for Will or let's say Sawyer. Or he's a group, he's a D2 quarterback, one of the two. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, I feel no different about this team now. I, I might actually feel a little better. Um, I have, I feel no different than I did uh, preseason. Yeah, this this team They're is exactly right where, where I, thought they would I expect be. them to be. I thought they played poorly. I thought they would play poorly at LSU, so I'm not overly surprised. Yeah, I thought they played poorly at Alabama. Not surprised. Kentucky was surprising how poorly they played. Yeah, that LSU game now, like in hindsight, you look at it. LSU's and, a good, decent team. Well, and it's it's just like we said preseason. Like it's just a it's a very difficult place to expect Mississippi and State to go win. LSU, if they don't have a huge special teams mistake, they have one loss. They're yep. probably in the top ten. You know, and their right. one loss is the t- number two team in the country. Yeah. Tennessee. Yeah, they lost to teams playing better than almost anybody else. So. Well, we've we've tried to make LSU out to be a bad team. They're too talented to be they're bad. Not. I mean, they're they just they just beat the brakes off a top ten team. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just, you know, from a win win loss standpoint, everybody, it's okay. And and Ole Miss is exactly where I thought they would be too. They're not, I thought they would lose to Kentucky. Other than that, though, I like I, I, I thought know. Auburn at preseason might be able nah, to I get them. But um, you know, there's. They're they're lucking up, I think, a little bit by Texas A and M starting to fall apart. I think that I think they might get that one next week. What do you think the line on that game is? Now we're talking about a top. They're, they're, oh, they're, they they dropped to fifteenth, I think. So a top fifteen team against a three and four team, and it's on the road. But what do you think the line is on that game? I'm going to say Ole Miss two and a half, minus two and a half, three. Is it already three? Yeah. They've already put it out. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. A and M's been bad. I want you to think about this. Just just that. But that's my point. A&M's been really bad this year. Ole Miss is seven and one and ranked in the top fifteen. They're only a three point favorite. Well, it's, it's like I told you last night. Nobody believes in Ole Miss outside State of some was, Ole Miss State fans. was a bigger favorite against Kentucky. Yeah, no, nobody playing a ranked team. On nobody has bought Ole Miss this year. That's nobody. That's my them. that's my point. Is that yeah that people believe that so they're a little bit of a fraud. If you're if you're a gambler, I'm going to talk about this on Friday show when I do my picks. Ole Miss is three and five this year against the spread. And the only reason they're not two and six against the spread is because Kiffin scored a touchdown with twenty seconds to go against Vanderbilt. Vandy. Yeah. Otherwise, they would be two and six against the spread. What was the Kentucky line? They were a uh, like a seven eight point favorite. Kentucky. No, Ole Miss. Ole Miss? Yeah. Okay. Well, and they would have been. They would have lost that against the spread too. Well, they did lose. Oh yeah, because they only won by like yeah, they won by three. To, oh yeah, so they lost that game. Yeah, they, they did. They the only games they've covered this year are Vanderbilt, Central Arkansas, and Georgia Tech. Troy, no, didn't Troy. cover. No, they were a twenty-one point favorite. And they won by eighteen. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just uh, they're not they're, good against the spread. They're very good at scripting the first quarter. We, and t- after we that, said this last night. If you are not, if if you can hold Ole Miss out of the end zone in the first quarter, you're going to win by forty. Yeah, they're they're really, and they've been that way since uh, yeah. since Hugh Freeze was there. Kiffin and Freeze both fantastic play calls. Very good at, at once scripting the game that first possession, scripting the first quarter. Yeah. And then they'll go into a lull, like yeah, and that they do. And I think you're seeing the drop off too with without Matt Corral, as you should. And, and Jackson Darts has been. Fine. Of course, we say all that they're seven and one. Yeah, no, yeah. no, that, they've done a good they job finish finding strong. ways to win. But. but I mean, right now, I would not take them to beat Alabama or Arkansas. Mm-mm. And then A&M, and then we'll see with, with we'll see with A and M and State. Yeah. 
And and that that's something to if to, Jimbo Fisher says I want to run the football and he just runs the ball with a Shane thirty times they're going to beat Ole Miss and that that's something to think about going in the Egg Bowl State probably going to be coming off a positive should be Ole Miss is going to probably be coming off back to back games against Bama and Arkansas they're going to have to come off of playing a physical Arkansas team five days before the Egg Bowl yeah, whereas so, Will Rogers probably won't play much of the second half against East Tennessee State yeah which so. it didn't work in whatever. Year that was with a well, I guess it did. Tommy Stevens, no, that that wasn't the year. Fourteen is what I'm thinking about when they played. Uh, they played Vanderbilt. State played Vandy and they played Arkansas. Yeah, and lost Arkansas. It didn't work. So, and I guess I well, I guess 2018. I mean, 2019 was like that too because State played. Yeah, Apple, but remember I mean, that uh, game was a lot Abilene closer Cl- than it, it needed to be. Yeah, but Tommy Stevens didn't play yeah. well, against got, Ole Miss. He didn't play against Ole Miss anyway, so it didn't matter. Yeah. Last one. We're talking about the Egg Bowl. Maybe 2019 in a way, but that's both coaches were bad. I mean, Kiffin's not going anywhere. He's 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 fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'll say that Kiffin's not getting fired. He if he he might leave because he might get the right job offer. That's possible. But for State, when's the last time the Egg Bowl was like this? Where it's just like he needs to win. When's the last time it was like the Mississippi State coach needs to win? Um. Was 2018 kind of like that? Mullet, Moorhead's first year? Yeah, because... I mean, I'm, yeah, but that I mean, are you Ole thinking like was, for, for was, That Ole Miss team was so bad, you knew State was going to crush them. Well, I mean, State was kind of... State been up people, and down, but... People were starting to kind of get off the, the that's bandwagon. That's the peak of the Wesley McGriff defense. State was not going to ever lose that game. They won 35-3. I know, but to if you remember, though, like, Moorhead needed people to rally around they did, him. And but this is different. Like... You mean because you, you knew mean Moorhead, like for their job security? Yeah, you knew well, Moorhead was nineteen be was would be the would be the one because we thought he was gonna we thought he was gonna be fired after that game, and we thought when they lose the game, well, that's he the will thing be fired. Though, like, he, I he kept his job. Leach because is of that not going to get fired after this game. He's not, regardless of what happens. But I mean, do, would you want to be in the ticket office trying to sell season tickets if State goes seven and five and loses to Ole Miss? Absolutely not. I Man, that's going to be brutal. Next year will be and God forbid you lose really the egg. God forbid you lose the bowl game and then you're seven well, and six and then here's the here's yeah, the flip things. side of it yeah you beat Ole Miss you win a bowl game you win nine games you have a now nah, you got you something have a to build great on. schedule next year you got eight home games it's a it's a pivotal stretch next it's year's a home schedule stretch. is as attractive as it's ever been All right you got the Arizona game which I mean that's a power five team that never comes here yep. so that's an exciting matchup right yep. you get Alabama LSU Ole Miss Kentucky. So those are four of your premier – you got your three premier conference games, right? Mm-hmm. The teams everybody wants to see. And then you have Southern Miss, which, I mean, say what you want. State fans like to see their team beat Southern Miss. So it's a, it's it's a, a great, great schedule. schedule. And, and very gotta winnable games. You got to. You got to start strong. Thanksgiving night. Yeah. So. And that, I mean – you made the you made the point earlier about the Leach getting the team ready. I think it's a fair point, um, and I, I think that there's a there's a lot of things that he can do better. Somebody's got to step in, and, and if it's not Leach, some of these other coaches have got to step in and impart on these guys the importance of winning that game if they're not already. That game needs to be treated differently. That game's that game's very important to a lot of people inside the state of Mississippi. It's not. Just another game. The the thing I said about Leach in Alabama today, I know you disagree with it, but the thing I said, it's the same thing for Ole Miss. He's got it's got you gotta put it on him. He's got to get his team ready to play Ole Miss. So I think he definitely plays his part in the equation. 
Yeah. I just disagree with the. It's a hundred percent on him. So let's not, we're moving forward. Let's not go back. I'm just. I, I just want to that that I drained make sure, me. I want to make sure people understand. I'm not letting him off the hook, but I just I can't just all blame right. one person for let's, all of this. All right. Mischievousness. Mischievousness. All right, let's move on Fleury. in. Shenanigans. There you go. Let's move on into the second part of the show. That's part, or the last part of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. Great weather this weekend. Hopefully you got the chance to cook out, and if you did, I hope you threw some steaks on the grill. That's what I'm doing in just a couple hours, or as you're listening, it'll have be, been last night. Beef is always a great choice for dinner. Beef Always a great choice in terms of you know what it brings your family. It's not only delicious, guys. It's good for you. It's packed with protein. It's got the vitamins. The vitamins. I know so much about them. You love your vitamins. I do. That's why I eat a steak as often as I can. I want to get vitamins. You know, It has nothing to do with how awesome steak is. So when you head to the grocery store this week, make sure you're putting some beef in the shopping cart. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. It's a great place to watch college football every weekend. Plenty of big screen televisions, ice cold beer, and nothing goes better with football than soul food. And you're talking about smoked wings, tacos, burgers, sandwiches. They just got it all. And don't sleep on some of the uh, the sandwiches, right? The brisket sandwich. Well, we don't ever talk about the, the brisket they do there, but it's fantastic. They got a fried shrimp po' boy. Outstanding. It's good stuff. So it's not just, you know, the, the barbecue when you go to Two Brothers. There's a lot more going on. Make sure you go up and down the menu. Check it out. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products, great service. They've got it at Advantage Business Systems. And you know that I'm telling the truth because it's 47 years of being in business. Nobody keeps the doors open that long unless they're taking care of their customers. When you need technology for your business, when you need a new copier or printer, computer, laptop, whatever it is, you call Advantage Business Systems. And then when you have a problem, you're talking to the same person who made you the sale. You're not talking to a call center or an out-of-state consultant. You're talking to somebody here in the great state of Mississippi. Their number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Tired of living the three-stripe life? I'm t- so. We may or may not have had a, had a discussion about the three-stripe life uh, on, uh, on, on Saturday. We won't go too far into the details of that. But just know it this. It might have been heated, too. It might have been a little heated. But just know this, guys. If you like the banner M, that's, that's, that's your choice. You know what? I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm going to try not to judge. Don't get soft on me. I, I, but, I, I, no, no, I definitely think they need to make some changes. But you know what? If you like that polo... Well, the Rogue has those polos. You can get a Banner M polo if you want to do that. Great quality products. But what I am saying is, if you're one of the majority of fans that I talk to on a daily basis, and you don't like the Banner and you like the Script State or the Walking Bully or the M over S, the Rogue has those polos too. Their collegiate collection is chock full of great looking polos, great looking quarter zips, high quality. You're going to love them. So check them out. At therogue.com, shop at the Rogue in Jackson, or look on Instagram at the Rogue JXN. Don't don't live the three stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Whew, I tell you, that drained me. That whole argument. So, but I still have the strength for something important. And let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. 
All right, Coffee is for Closers is brought to you by our good friends over at Strange Brew Coffee House. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville. All right, Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be weird, Robbie Falk, if Brupolo was an Indianola. Oh, yes. It's another one I feel like we've had before. It may have been. You know what? Indianola's Home of Mr. Fine. Sherman Timms. Oh, is it? There you go. Yeah. My, the, the biggest in the Indianola Pecan House. One of the biggest trolls we have on the text line uh, that trolls me every day is Bo from Indianola. Big old Miss fan. Every day he talks about how Mississippi State is trash, and so am I. So. Watch your mouth, Bo. I know, right? Only I can say that to hate That's that. right. All right, for, for, for Mississippi State, I'm going to go with the receivers. Yeah. They just didn't get the job done. And you, you said it. Like, I mean... Drop passes, drop touchdown passes, drop fourth down. You can only do so much. So state's receivers, they just did not get the job done in this game. With their T-Rex hands, apparently. And if you don't evolve, you're not going to have hands. I'm just picturing like a race of people with no hands. Like arms, and they just like, they're just little nubs there on the end. Like, you know. But apparently he's afraid that's going to happen in Starfield. Do you know how many millions of years of evolution that would have to have to go? I mean, the the dust from our bones would be gone <laughs> at that point. <laughs> all right, in the SEC, I know you all got. I know you all want me to say Ole Miss, and I, I would like to say Ole Miss. Why don't you just go ahead and do it? No, it's got to be Texas A and M. Come on, to go on the road and get beaten like that against South South Carolina. By the way, oh, I don't know, six and two. They still have to play Vanderbilt yep. and Missouri. They may win eight games. What's the rest of their schedule like? They have Vandy, Missouri, Tennessee, and Clemson. So they're Clemson, going eight, Tennessee and they're going eight and four. Yeah, and they won. That's a huge. They, they won, won six seven last, last year. They won seven with the bowl game last year. They can yeah. win nine with the bowl game. And I'm still not sure how good they are. Well, I mean, they're not great, but they're Be- not. Bad. Beamer's a good coach. He's, He's a good, good coach. coach. They're they're just figuring out how to win games, like because I don't think that game was any good yesterday. But they won. They 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 a And M turned it over twice in the first four minutes of the game, something like that. It was, it was 17, seventeen nothing, nothing, and they and, just hold on. Yeah, yeah. But that's nobody cares. Nobody cares. Not, nobody cares. I voted them in my top twenty-five, and they I think yeah. they just got in. They're yeah, they're they're 25th. in. They're in. So a And M, a And M. By the way, we we discussed this. I'm of the opinion that. Jimbo Fisher is not safe this year. If things, if they completely if fall apart, they're gonna have to have. I think they're gonna have to. Have, if somebody comes forward and says we've got the money, somebody will do it. Then they'll do it. But it's not gonna be a situation. Where, I don't think A and M's gonna go to people and ask for money. I think it's gonna have to be somebody who says I have the money. Yeah, and that like you said, said, we will be paying six dollars for gas. For Ten. That. Ten dollars. When you wake up one day, what happened? That stinking president. Yeah. When y'all nope, wake up Texas one day, A&M. when y'all wake up in like December and gas is ten dollars a gallon, don't blame Joe Biden. <laughs> don't blame the Republican Congress. <laughs> blame Texas. A blame Ross, Ross Bjork. Bjork. He's the reason gas prices I, are going to be ten dollars a gallon. I, I can't fathom someone hiring Ross Bjork. I as wouldn't their hire Ross director. Bjork to manage a car wash. Uh, All right. What and. Texas A&M spends more money, I think, for nothing than anyone in the country. Maybe yeah. Texas. Texas it's funny has a, you bring up Texas. Texas has a Texas is competitive in most sports. Oh yeah, Texas A&M not so That's much. Fine. Texas is our national no coffee winner. Up fourteen in the in the late in the third quarter against Oklahoma State, they blew it. Lose forty one thirty four to the Pokes. A lot, a lot of money of, being spent in that state. A lot not of talk a whole lot about of Texas being a ten and two playoff team. No, they're five and three now. They're they're they're, they're not that good. And this, uh, well, 
I mean, it's hard to blame Quinn Ewers and people like that for yeah. 31 point, 34 points. But he threw a couple of key interceptions late. He hasn't really set the world on fire since that Bama game when we all thought he was going to be like Right. The, well, he's been hurt. I mean, I, but still. I, I, well, he's been Sar- back for, Sarkeesian, for a few weeks now. Sarkeesian. I like him. I think, I think eventually he's going to be successful. It's just do they give him time. I don't think that the SEC is going to be nearly as kind to no. Oklahoma and Texas no. as I think. Oklahoma especially. Oklahoma, yep. I think, is in trouble. So A little more money, but I don't know. We'll see. All right. Tomorrow's show, we'll see if Mike Leach wants to talk about pterodactyls or whatever at his press conference. and uh, We'll have that. We'll have a few other things. We'll Are have we doing picks. a press conference? Why would we not? Oh, it's bye week. I, don't know. I, I can't remember point. how Maybe that – I don't think we do. I don't know. I can't remember how that works. Well, then we'll figure that out. I'm so ready for an off week. Man. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. And then we have our picks – I'm still up. Or I'm sorry, Robbie is still up two, uh, yeah, no. two, two picks on me. Uh, we'll see if anything can change uh, this weekend. And then uh, for the bye week, I thought about maybe trying to get Chris Lamonis on. Talk a little yeah. baseball in the bye week. If you're listening to Thunder and Lightning live on Wednesday, Chris Jans will join me on that show nice. uh, to talk basketball. So, so it's bye week, let's talk some other sports. Maybe Coach Ricketts could join us as well, Coach Purcell. I'll, I'll, I'll I'd be excited to hear from Lamonis because yeah. there's been some some fun things happening with the newcomers. We're going to talk for 20 minutes Completely about Gerangelo Sanjay, just Please the do. whole the whole the whole conversation is about him. Like, so he really throws with both hands. How is that? How how does that? How does that make you feel, Coach? You remember that time you had a guy that threw both hands through ninety plus of both? That hands? Was that was awesome. Exactly. So, all right. Anything else you need to yell at me about? I'm sorry for yelling at you. It was, it was, but you know we we do that from time to time. It's like brothers. Just, just brutal. Brothers, we yell at each other. Or we're gonna we, hug after at the end of the day. Brothers don't shake hands. They got a hug. At the end of the day, we love each all other. All right, we'll hug. All right. I hate you. Oh. I'm kidding. All right. We enjoyed a nice lunch together. We did. We just went. You know, we don't get paid for this one. But I'll tell you, Moe's needs to lose the barbecue and just go to fried chicken. I, fried I got Brian on it. Brian was skeptical at one point. I was. But I said, you have got to come try it's this really lunch. It's really good. You get a half chicken fried. For like, for like 12 bucks. And I was like, you got to try this. It's really good. It's really good. Yep. Moe's fried chicken. All right. Guys, have a great uh, Monday. Back with you on Tuesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Self-high five. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.